The following is a production of differentbrains.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we have one of my heroes here, Denise Karp, who's the head of Denise's List. We're going to tell you what that is in a little bit, which is a yahoo.com group. And in it, if you have a different brain or your child has a different brain or you're a professional in the area, whoever you are, you don't have to feel like the Lone Ranger because you can go to Denise's list and everybody will help you out. And welcome, Denise. Thank you, Hacky. Thanks for being here. Of course, my pleasure. Why don't, why don't you introduce yourself and you explain better what Denise's list is and what you're doing. Okay. Um, I moved to Florida when my son Noah was three years old. He's now 22, so 19 years ago. I didn't know a soul here. I had a child with autism, and I was still very unsure what that meant, what autism meant. And I wanted to reach out to other people to find out what to do, where to go, who to see, have a social life. So I started a little online group, and I called it after myself, naturally, because I'm vain, Denise's List. And we started with uh, 30 people. It, it's a list serve, meaning that people can write in, uh, kind of like a bulletin board, but it's interactive because other people will write back to you. And we started again with about 30 people. We're up to, I think, just under 3,000 list members now. Uh, mostly South Florida, but we do have people from across the country, and we do have several international members as well. Now, one of the things I write about is like in the Asper Tools book on autism, Asperger's, and neurodiversity, is we don't want you to feel like the Lone Ranger. And up until Denise's list came along, many people down here just felt like they had nowhere to turn. They didn't have anybody. And now we can go on Denise's list and get your emails. And anybody has a question, 10 people answer it. Um, now it's over 3,000 people on that. Close That's to 3,000. 3,000 yeah. families. That's, that's great. Um, tell us about Noah. Noah is uh, 22 years old. He's currently working at Walgreens. God bless Walgreens and the companies like them who hire our, our kids with autism. And he is working there three days a week, four hours a shift, part-time. He is right now doing two different jobs. He is stocking shelves and he's doing expireds. The expireds are something that the regular workers at Walgreens don't want to do. It's, it means you have to go up and down the, 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 the aisles, look at the shelves, see what's out of date, pull it if it's out of date, and put a new one in there. They find it very boring. For Noah, he's able to focus on this one task, and, and he does it very quickly and, and, and very well. And they're, they're very fond of him at his Walgreens where he works. Now, we, um, we were lucky we were able to interview Tom Derry from the uh, you know, Rising Tide Car Wash. I was there this morning. You know, yeah, <laughs> I go I take my truck there too. They do a great job and everything. Um, and uh, uh, has Noah done any work like that over there? No, when, when, uh, when Rising Tide first opened, yeah. I brought Noah over there and, and they said, oh, sure, Noah, fill out an application. I said, no, you want to wash cars? No. <laughs> no. He is not a physical kind of a guy. He wow. would not do that. That's the whole key is for all of us is getting to do something you like doing right. that you can make a living at and 
maximize your independence. Um, what is your educational background? Uh, I went to school in New York, uh, high school, and I went to New York University. I have a bachelor's degree. In what? Uh, English. English. Do you do writing? A little bit. A little bit on the side. Nothing, nothing like you do. But, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a champion proofreader. All right. Now, in, in the Asper Tools book, I called the moms uh, pit bulls with an angel's mentality because they <laughs> have to have a full-time job. They got to mm -hmm. take care of their yep. truth-telling autistic <laughs> child yeah, who's yeah. giving them a hard time. They got to fight with the medical establishment mm -hmm. and doctors, MDs, who unfortunately, up until recently, received basically no training in this, and now it's starting to turn, as with in a lot of other areas. And you got to fight with the insurance companies, and you got to fight with everybody. What's your day job? Um, I actually work for a wealth management firm in Weston. Uh, I do compliance and operations for them, for the uh, it's a actually a wealth management and a family office type of a organization. Now, do you feel that you have any Aspie or autistic traits yourself? Mm, probably not. You see, I thought anybody who does compliance has to have a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they Maybe. say it's similar to the expirations at the Walgreens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know. Um, and you have other children? I, I have a daughter. I have a 26-year-old. And she is... Um, Years ago, I read a book called Shadow Syndromes uh, by John, I can't think of his last name. And, and in this book, he, um, he opined the theory that all the siblings of children with autism had a shadow syndrome of autism. Not exactly autism, but some of the characteristics of it. And, and, and my daughter falls along there. She's not diagnosed with anything, but uh, something, <laughs> there's something there. Now, Denise, you know everyone down here in South Florida in the autism community. One of the challenges I've seen, and probably one of the things that drove me to form different brains where I'm getting all the neurodiversities in, is that not only were the different neurodiversity issues in different silos, Alzheimer's over here, autism over here, mm -hmm schizophrenia and bipolar over here, and it was all over the place. And I wanted to get, because I saw a lot of similarities when I was writing Asper tools, that gee, a lot of these tools work no matter what you, what kind of brain you have, really. And, uh, and so many things I learned from the scientists like I'm speaking with and appearing with and on panels with, who are real scientists, that things like a proper diet, when, by proper meaning like a plant-based Mediterranean-style diet without a lot of processed food, exercise, how, how this studies show now how it rewires your brain. Mm -hmm. And you have these separate grants over here and separate grants over here. So they feel it's a zero-sum game and they're kind of vying for the same bucks. Mm -hmm. They don't share a lot. And I'm finding one of the things we're able to do here at Different Brains is get people to network and share stuff. And a lot of it is just they don't know what's going on in the other silos. But the, the thing I want to get to you with is that within each silo, there's a lot of fighting in the mm -hmm. autism community. I mean, I, when I read Denise's list, I go, she must be doing a lot behind the scenes. Uh, a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the fussing and fighting in the autism community from your perspective. 
Well, there's two big bones of contention among the autism crowd. And the first is, of course, vaccines. Do vaccines cause autism? Do they not cause autism? And, and, and each side is so firmly entrenched in their beliefs that no matter what you say, what, what proof each one comes up with, neither side is willing to budge an inch. So that's, that, 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 that's one problem. And the other one is uh, the diet. Should you be putting these kids on a gluten-casein-free diet? Should you not? Does it work? Does it not work? Uh, while, of course, there probably is no medical proof at this time, the anecdotal proof is overwhelming. Do you believe it? Do you not believe it? Other than that, uh, it seems that everyone seems to disagree with everyone else. Another thing I find in social media is that 50% are always going to be mad at you. For instance, how would you say a, I'm just giving an example, I don't know, a violinist who has autism. If you say an autistic violinist, 50% of the people get mad at you. Yep. And if you say a violinist with autism, 50% get mad at you. How do you handle that on Denise's list, all of this? Um, we, I ask them all <laughs> to please agree to disagree. And if you want to call your child autistic, that's fine. If you want to say he has autism, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. Um, I have found that it's the, the um, a lot of the Aspies and the parents of the Aspies who seem to prefer the autistic and, and, and the lower functioning, and we're not supposed to say that's not politically correct. For some reason, their parents prefer with autism. And I don't know why that is, but I have noticed that. Wow, that's a very interesting observation. <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, if a parent who's just beginning their journey now who's probably a lot smarter than I was when I began my journey. Me too. Uh, <laughs> um, what advice would you give for them? They're just starting their journey. They just went and maybe the pediatrician said, oh, don't worry, your kid will grow out of it. And then maybe they got the diagnosis somewhere along the line. What, what do you tell them? Um, two things. The first thing they have to do is start networking with other parents. That's the best way to find out what's going on is through other parents. Uh, I like to think Denise's list is a good tool for that because it does put parents together. It's the best, Denise. The other thing is, first, start applying for government benefits immediately, right away, as soon as you're able, because it takes forever and there's long waiting lists for everything. Don't wait. Do it immediately. What has been the biggest challenge for you at Denise's list? Um, I guess the biggest challenge is being able to navigate through the landmines of different people with such strong opinions that they, uh, maybe they don't mean to be uh, nasty or insulting, but when their own belief system is challenged, they, they lash out. So Denise's list is a moderated listserv. That means that I have to approve everything before it goes on. This is the reason why it is still here 15 years later. Because otherwise, it would, people would have been stalking off in, 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 in just a high anger. Um, that, that is the challenge, keeping everybody civil and, not, and not, not distributing those posts that are not. So I have to read every single one of the posts before it gets distributed. Wow. Um, how does our audience learn more about you and Denise's list? Um, they can actually Google Denise's list. That's the easiest thing to do. It does come up. Or you can just uh, go to Google. It's www. Uh, 
uh, yahoogroups.com slash Denise's List. Okay, that's great. And do people access it just by like all the emails we receive or can you go online and look at all of them or how does that work? You, you would have to join our listserv and, and, and again, um, if you Google Denise's List, it will bring you to our homepage. Uh, there's a big uh, blue button there that says join this list. You would have to actually join. And once you join, you will have access to all our archives, all the posts that ever were going all the way back to uh, 2002. <laughs> and you can actually write into the list, write into uh, Denise's list at yahoogroups.com, and you will see your, your, your note will get distributed to all 3,000 people. And when they answer you, all 3,000 people will see the answer as well. Do you intersect yourself with groups and advocates for other neurodiversities, such as, say, Alzheimer's or ADHD, or is it just the ones that overlap autism, which never occurs in isolation, as uh -huh. you and I of both course, know. Of course, of course. No, I'm pretty much uh, straight autism. <laughs> straight autism. Yeah, right? a little bit epilepsy because my son does have seizures. Uh, whether or not it's actual epilepsy, uh, we don't know. It's called seizure disorder, according to the, uh, <laughs> the neurologist, but... So I do a little bit of work in that area. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the training programs that are present right here in Broward County, Florida, for teachers, police, you know, other institutions? Do you have any opinion on that? Um, well, judging by what went on in North Miami a couple of months ago, um, <laughs> it's obvious that training is badly needed. Uh, where I live in Coral Springs is uh, the, the police have have been training by themselves at, at their own request, but now the legislature did sign the last bill that police must be trained here in Florida, and, and that's really important because the police have no clue when, when they come upon our kids who, who may or may not answer when they get stopped, who may reach into their pockets not realizing that the, the, the cop thinks he's going for a gun, and uh, training was definitely needed. Uh, as far as teachers go, when, when my son was in school, uh, it, um, special education or autism in particular was not mandated. I understand that now it is. So that, that's a good thing. What do you feel is the biggest limiting factor in educating the overall public? Well, I guess there's still this, uh, this stereotype that the, 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 the young adults with autism are all have this one special talent, that, that they're all either great mathematicians or, or great musicians or, or, or great artists. And, 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 you know, people have met my son and said, oh, nice to meet you. What's your special skill? You know, and he's like, huh? <laughs> that's, that, that's one stereotype we really have to uh, overcome. And, and, uh, and the other one is that um, just because they don't, and it's probably a cliche at this point, but just because they don't talk doesn't mean they have nothing to say. They really have a, a great deal to contribute. Uh, they're not always verbal, and even the verbal ones, like my son, cannot always put in words exactly what, what he's feeling. And, and don't take everything they say at, 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 at word value, that sometimes they have a lot more to say than what comes out of their mouth. Now, does, does Noah live with you? Or he does. does. He does. Okay. Um, what is Noah doing socially at this point? That's a very sad story. Um, there, there is just not much out there for these young adults with, with autism. 
And we, again, he was in this art program on Saturday, Circle of Friends and Stars, which is now ending. Uh, Friendship Circle has some nice events for, for this. Um, Broward County has dances every quarter. Um, other than that, there is just not a lot out there. Do you feel that the biggest challenges for your son, Noah, are social or other? Um, I think it's social and behavioral, and, and the two really um, intersect each other because he doesn't really know how to behave appropriately socially. And, and we have a behavior program going to aimed at, at just this subject. But this is a, it's a tough nut to crack, and he has mm -hmm. been known to, uh, to be aggressive, and uh, this is an issue for him that he has to work through. Do you know of other groups around the country like the Nieces List or maybe for other neurodiversities? I'm asked that all the time, and I honestly do not. You're one of a kind, I, Denise I, Carr. I, I mean, I, I'm sure there are others out there somewhere, but I, I, I don't know what they are. I, I had, I had the, the other day a girl from New York called me and said, is there anything down here like this? I, I, I need to find information on, 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 on benefits, on, on respite, and... You know, I, I actually reached out to my list service at any ex-New Yorkers here, and we did get quite a few responses. They were able to help her. But from here, I could not find anyone in New York who ran a group like that down there. Um, what are some of the comorbidities you've seen with autism? Um, epilepsy is the, uh, the, the big one these days. And it does seem to, just like autism hits more, you know, males than females, it seems that the epilepsy is hitting more of the males than the females as well. And the, again, there's no medical basis for this, just what, what I have observed. What's your stance, if you have one, speaking of controversies, on uh, medical marijuana? Um, I think it's certainly worth a shot. My, my son is on very heavy medication. I take uh, Topamax and Clonopin both to keep the seizures down to a reasonable level. We don't get any more uh, grand mal, but he still gets the petty mal every now and then. And if I could take him off all those heavy meds and have him take some of this medical marijuana, I think it would be awesome. Um, my, my neurologist uh, says that Noah is not a, does not qualify for the studies because his, um, his seizures are not severe enough and they're not often enough. So he would not make it into a study. But if it was freely available, uh, I would be the first one online at the store. And I'm finding that's a very common attitude. I, I think that more people feel, based on their knowledge and experience, what they're able to piece together, that there's a limited downside to it. Right. Certainly not as much downside as many of the medications that are being prescribed. Exactly. And that's not the doctor's fault, but that's just a fact of life. And... Um, you know, the other thing is, is that uh, what people don't realize about double-blind studies and everything is that they have to have a placebo, and placebos work about 28% of the time, this is you know, true. Uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. And um, I don't, I, I'm not aware of terrific downsides to the use of the medical marijuana. There may be, but I'm not an expert in it, and I'm not, you know, right. I don't know. There's a lot going on with that. Is there anything else that you feel, any uh, potent modalities or helpful therapies or medications or any uh, nutrients that you feel particularly are helpful that maybe don't 
get into the uh, current thought and media? Um, I, actually, I'd like to answer that the opposite way. Okay. Is that one of my pet peeves is all the things out there that are very expensive that really don't seem to do our kids any good. And they seem to be really drumming it into them that you should spend money on this, you should spend money on that. There was that big bleach controversy. I won't even talk about that. That was horrible. Uh, a little less horrible than that, but just as expensive and just as useless, uh, I feel, uh, is, is the HBOT. Uh, you know, if you want to do something like, like, like the diet, if it doesn't work, at least it's healthy. I mean, you know, go ahead. It's not going to cost you much more. Then go ahead and try it. I mean, I, I tried it for my son. It did not work. It's not a cure-all for all kids. Um, but some of these things that are out there, these just crazy therapies that uh, go back to the tried and true ones, the, the uh, behavioral, ABA. ABA works. It's, it not only is it proven. I, I actually know one or two people for whom ABA has not worked. Uh, but I know thousands and thousands who it has, so it's and worth a shot. What's the one thing somebody like me has no idea about with autism? That's a tough one. But I, I, guess, I guess I have to say that autism, when you have a, a, member, of, a, a member of your family with autism, it, it, it changes not only that person's life, but everyone's life in the family and everyone who comes in contact with him, the, the, the medical staff, the teachers, the neighbors, the people he meets at, at the playground when, when they're little, it's kind of like, like you drop a stone in a pond and, and, and they're in the ripples. And, and each person with autism, I like to think they're like a, a walking ambassador for autism. And sometimes it's a positive thing, sometimes it's a negative thing, but it, it does affect everybody and everything. Tell our audience again how they get you. Best thing to do is Google Denise's List. We will come right up, go to our homepage, hit the little button that says join this list, and you're in. How can an entity like Different Brains, what we're doing, where we're trying to get all the neurodiversities kind of under one roof, what can we do to be of help to your mission at Denise's List for autism? Um, the best thing that you guys can do really is to bring everything out in the open and get it out there and talk about it. And even if you don't have any answers, just keep asking the questions. I mean, that, that's the most important thing. You know, autism awareness and, and, and all that. I know a lot of people look down on autism awareness months. Oh, you know, it's just a, a public relations thing. It, I, I don't believe that for a moment. It's just very important that people know how many, many, many people have autism, are autistic, and it does affect everyone. Get the word out. Well, we're sure trying, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Elie Wiesel from the Holocaust who said, the best disinfectant for darkness is light. And you certainly, at Denise's list, are shedding a lot of light on this very important area. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great having you. We've been with Denise Karp of Denise's List, here in South Florida, Google Denise's List and you'll see what comes up here. Thank you. Thank you, Hacky. It was a pleasure to be here. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.